Thank you for joining us today at Our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in seven different locations. We hope that today's message encourages and empowers you on your spiritual journey and helps you grow deeper in your relationship with God. To learn more about Our Savior's Church and how you can get involved, you can visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. Thank y'all. Thank you, Pastor Don. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You may be seated. And I just want to give some honor back. And uh, y'all are blessed. We, we didn't know Pastor Don and Kayla had this pastoring thing on them. We thought he was the CFO and the rule follower and help, help keep Pastor Jacob and I organized because we all over the place. And uh, we're so proud of Don and Kayla and the work that God is doing in them and through them. And they really love y'all. I'm just telling you. New Iberia. They love y'all. And uh, so would you give it up for your pastors? We're so, we're so proud of y'all. We're proud of them. And then I want to give a special thank you to New Iberia for taking care of our daughter, Hannah, and my daughter, Hannah, right here on staff here. We're very proud of her. And then today is also a very special day for Heidi and I. Today is our 35th wedding anniversary. It's today, baby. 35 years ago, I was standing, uh, let's see, I think I was standing on this side. I think that's the side. Yeah, I was standing on this side, and we, then they, you know, wait for the church doors, a church about this size, and those church doors open, and there she was. Whoa, man. Whoa. And I still feel that way when she walks out in the morning, hair all crazy. I still, whoo, still feel that. Can I, get, can I teach you something free, by the way? And there's one more thing. That gentleman right back there has got the best looking sweater on I've seen. Sir, would you stand up? I just want everybody to see that sweater you're wearing. You got taste, bro. You got it going on, bro. Man, what was I going to say? I was going to tell y'all something. I forgot. A sweater. Yeah, I know we're on a series, Relationship, Steward Every Relationship Well. I want to I teach you. This is free, by the way. If you just get this in relationship, would that be marriage? Obviously, the closest relationship you'll ever have. Or it'd be in, in just your, your partner. I'm going to call it... I'm going to use this word, your purpose partner. Your purpose partner. Not everybody's your purpose partner. They need, they, they, you need your duck hunting friend, but he ain't your purpose partner. All right? And so I, w- I want to teach you the language of love. You need to almost hear this almost every day. I would say you need to hear this every day. The language of a, of, of a purpose partner relationship, 35 years. What do you think it is? I love you. That's important, but it's not the word. <laughs> That's why I love New Iberia. I feel like I'm in Opelousas. <laughs> they just yell at you. I'll, I'll tell you, there's two phrases you need to learn. The language of every great relationship. I'm sorry, I was wrong. Would you forgive me? That's one. That, that would always be there. And let me give you the other one. It's real important. Ready? It's not I love you. It's thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, baby, thank you for making that meal. Thank you, baby, for doing the dishes for me. Thank you for, thank you for going to work and making them. Thank you, baby. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Would you. I'm sorry. Would you please forgive me? I'm sorry. Would you please forgive me? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry. Would you please forgive me? Would you please forgive me? Now, I want you to think about this relationship. Right? Pastor Isaac, you, you led us this morning. It's like, come on, let's say, thank you. 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 I'm sorry. Would you please forgive me? I'm sorry. Would you please forgive me? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry. Would you please forgive me? Thank you. Thank you. Are, you, are y'all tracking with me today? Can we do that just for a minute? Thank you, God. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you that your hand's on our life. Thank you. Thank you, Father, that I woke up today, breath, 
right mind. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you've forgiven me of every sin I've ever done. I can always go to you and repent, and you forgive me. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Come on. Come on, New Iberia. Thank you, Lord. We give you all the praise. Since this is the last 10 a.m., I told Pastor Don, I said, does that mean I get more time? So I, I want to just say this over you because the Lord gave me this word over, gave me, gives me a word every year for the year. I'll tell you what he told me this year, but let me t- tell you what he told me last year during renewal uh, prayer and fasting week. I was sitting in the Opelousas campus during our early morning prayer and the Lord spoke to me. I said, Lord, give me, give me my word for 2023. And he said, shut up and stay out of the way. Okay. And I've tried to do that. And some of our staff who I shared that with reminded me through the year, don't forget that word that the Lord gave you. Shut up and stay out of the way. I went, hmm. And then this year, I heard the Lord to speak and say, the spirit of the evangelist is going to come upon the people. Can I just pray that over you? As y'all are about to go into two services, that the spirit of the evangelist will come upon you. And you go, well, the evangelist, what's that? It means that you begin to see like God sees. And what breaks his heart begins to break your heart. You're going to see people differently than you've been seeing them. You see, religion causes you to see somebody who's hurting, and it causes you to walk around and go, I'm going to pray for them. But the evangelist, the spirit of the evangelist, breaks your heart, and it makes you run to them and go, man, what can I, how can I be, how can I help you? So I've been praying that over every, almost every Sunday since the beginning of the year. Let the spirit of the evangelist come upon you. That it would come. That God, and then God will give you opportunity. And, and you go, well, what do I say? You got a story to tell. You've been healed. You, you, been, you got a map that you're walking with. And then that's your story. And all you got to do is tell your story. Let me tell you, I was once blind, but now I see. Let me tell you, I've been started going to a church, and it's opened up my whole mind and eyes and heart. Why don't you come with me? Let the spirit of the evangelist come upon you. You're going to two to create more room so that we can reach more people who are broken, hurt, and need to be healed. Lift your hands right now. Father, I pray that the spirit of the evangelist would fall upon your people. May we, may we never see the same again. May we never see the same again. That means we're going to recognize the broken and the hurting. We're, we're going to recognize the, the prideful man who's filling up the empty place in his heart with medicating with everything that he possibly can. Would you use your people to be the hand and feet of Jesus in New Iberia? Would the spirit of the evangelist come upon them? that you would break our heart for what breaks your heart, that we would see what you see, and that, Lord, you would use us to bring people into a relationship with this Savior, this one named Jesus who changes everything. So, Father, I thank you. We receive that in Jesus. Just tell him I receive it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Give God all the praise for that. Thank you, Isaac. Isaac's amazing. Give Isaac a big round. We love Isaac. Well, I'm going to call this message today. Um, I'm so I'm, I'm excited. I get to do the last one of the ten o'clock. One day, y'all are going to be talking about three services. You do realize that, right? You go okay. And by the way, I can tell you which which service to go to if you're wondering. If you're still confused. At the 9 a.m. will be the freshest bread. (laughs) So if you like it fresh, come to 9. But at the 11 a.m., Jesus will save his best wine for last. So you want the bread or the wine? You got to choose which one you want. But they're both going to be good. And so 
Uh, I'm going to be talking about relationships today. I will use the metaphor of marriage, but I'm really going to talk about all kinds of relationships. And uh, again, Heidi and I have been married 35 years, so today's today's a special, special day for us. And uh, so I thought, you know, what's the difference between love and marriage? Well, love is blind, but marriage is an eye-opener. Did y'all get that? Okay, anyway. And, and I'm just thinking back 35 years of marriage. Our first two years of marriage, Heidi, Heidi would cook for me like I was a god. Every night she'd bring a burnt offering and lay it before me. <laughs> it's kind of true. <laughs> hey, that's not the same woman I married right there. I promise you that. That woman could cook. Oh, my gosh. So I want, to, I want to talk to you about relationships, and, and uh, I, I want to give you some principles because they work in every relationship. It doesn't matter. Today, you can, you can apply this to your marriage, and you should if you are married. Uh, you can apply this to your friendships because I'm going to help you prioritize because some people that are inside your circle don't need to be in your circle. That, that doesn't mean that you don't love them and you, don't, you can't relate with them or re- have a relationship with them. I'm going to show you that not everybody should have equal access to you. Not everybody gets the backstage pass to your life. And uh, I want to help you with that and give you some principles. It works between children and parents, parents to child. And here's what I know about everybody in this room. And you just think about this just for a second. I want you to think about your greatest pain that you've walked through thus far in life. The greatest hurt. I can promise you it's connected to a face and a person, a relationship. But then you can also think about, so let's don't get too negative for a second. Let's go the greatest joy that you've ever had and experienced in this life. It's also directly connected to a relationship. And I can prove it to you. Not only are Heidi and I celebrating 35 years, but I did not kill my son while he was growing up. I wanted to kill my son, but I didn't. And because I didn't, uh, he and his wife Elizabeth just gave us about a week ago, eight days ago, our very first grandbaby. I'm a grandpa. Do y'all sense a fresh touch upon my life? In fact, can I self-indulge? How many of y'all was... There he is. There's, there's our little Eleanor Grace. She was five pounds, 11 ounces. She's a little bundle joy. Next picture. There she is. Look at that little sweet baby. Next one. That's where she's thinking about, what do I want granddaddy to buy me next? And then the, I think this is the one where she looks most like me. Right there. There's little Eleanor Grace. So thank y'all for doing that. Hey, y'all, I thought it was overhyped. I thought, listen, parents of teenagers right now, get them to that student night. I know you want to kill them half the time, but don't do it because one day they're going to bring you one of these and you're going to say, thank the Lord, I didn't. (laughs) Relationships are escalators in your life. They're going to lift you up. They're going to take you down. There's no neutral in every relationship that you have. Marriage, you're either on the uptrend or you're on the downtrend. And 35 years, we've been on both. It's usually a Heidi, who's usually is the, the thermometer of the relationships, going, we're just not in a good place right now. And I'm like, what? I thought we were doing great. No, we're just not. We're just not clicking. You know, we, and, and either going up or they're going to take you down. Every relationship, listen to me, is consequential, whether you're conscious of it or not. It's either adding or it's subtracting. Every relationship. Young person, listen to, listen to the pastor because your mom and daddy's been trying to tell you. They keep saying to you, baby. Remember, what, my mama used to say this. When you play with the pigs, son, you're going to get dirty. What were they saying? Every relationship in your life is consequential. In fact, the wisest man who ever lived is going to write in 1 Corinthians 15 and 33, he's going to say, do not be, 
Yeah, if it's in yellow, you read it with me. One more time. Yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot. I was not an Opelousas. Listen, do not be misled. Don't, don't be misled. Why? Because people are misled. Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. But on the flip side of that, he doesn't leave us there. Or Solomon didn't. I'm sorry, Solomon wrote this. Proverbs 13 and 20, new, uh, the NIV version. If you walk with the wise, you become. For a companion of fools suffers harm. So I want to talk to you today about destiny dependent, purpose partners. Kind of the find your people, find your purpose. And I believe in that. I believe that principle to be true. If you've just... If you'll just connect with the right person, that all of us reach a purpose and destiny, there's relationships that God connected to us along the way, if we recognize them, that are going to fulfill a destiny in your life that you could never accomplish by yourself. I can give you that. You could, all you have to do is go all the, all the way back to Genesis. Right now, first story. You'll see it. Adam is created. God puts him in the perfect environment. It's beautiful. Everything he needs to eat is there. He even has a relationship with God. He's in charge of all the animals. He's even been told, the fowl of the earth, take, take dominion over them. He's a duck hunter. Wives, don't, when your husband goes, duck season's coming, baby, and he gets all excited, g girls tell him, go get him, baby. Take dominion over the fowl of the earth. <laughs> He's just doing what the Lord told him to. Now, and you know what God said? It's not good. It's still not good. He's going to need a relationship in his life. He's going to need a helper. Someone that's going to help him to walk beside him. The New Testament would use the word paraclete, which is what we would call the Holy Spirit. One who walks beside. God's going to send relationships into your life that are going to help you and walk beside you, to add to you. Jesus is not all that you need. He's all I need. No, he's not. He proved it already in the book of Genesis that he's not all that you need. He's going to send relationships to walk beside you into your life. All the married people just said, amen. Do y'all believe that's true? Okay, no, no, let's, let me ask you again. Do you really believe that's true? It's still a little weak. Do you believe that to be true? Then... It's important that you steward, you have a responsibility to steward the relationships that God does bring into your life. And so I want to talk about that. I mean, I want to make sure you have that. I want to help you today to make sure you got the right people in the right place. Because if you don't have the right people in the right place, you're not going to reach the fulfillment of what God's asked you to do. Because it's going to take other relationships. I'm very grateful I'm sitting here, I am part of the directional team, Pastor Don, myself, and Pastor Jacob. 40 years ago, 40 years ago, I met Pastor Jacob, and I knew that was a divine relationship, and I had to prioritize that relationship, and I knew there were things in my heart that God had put in my heart. Heidi and I were in this city of Houston. This was, this was before OSE. City of Houston, and I already, we both already saw this. We got God is going to tear down pride, prejudice, and poverty. He is going to bring black, white, rich, poor, Republicans, Democrats, independents, Catholics, Baptists. I don't care what flag you fly, put them all in the room. As long as the flag of Jesus flies higher than any of those flags. One day, I said this out loud, one day we're going to have a church of 100,000 people. I said that out loud, and I thought I was going to be the pastor of it. I thought I was going to be, y'all have all come to hear me preach. 
I, I just saw it. I saw it. And it wasn't until I sat down with Pastor Jacob years later, we talked about moving here, and he said, we want to plant churches. We want to plant 100 churches. We want to see, we, want to do, we, can't, make, we can't reach our destiny without y'all, but you can't reach yours without us. And we went, whoa. Now, Pastor Don and Kayla coming along go, whoa, we couldn't reach it without them. Destiny dependent. Purpose partners. Relationships that God's going to say, I'm going to put some people in your life that are going to walk beside you because you can't get to where you say you want to go by yourself. Are you with me? So... I can prove it to you. Aren't we supposed to just love everybody? Of course we're supposed to love everybody. Of course we are. But not everybody should have your cell number. You ever get that call? Like, Who is that? Should I answer it? Your wife goes, you better. And you go, dang it. You don't know how they got it, but they got it. Watch this. I can tell you not everybody had equal access to Jesus when he walked the earth. After the resurrection, he appears to 500. In the upper room, there were only 120 that received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the birth of the church. In the New Testament, he sent 70 disciples on mission, but he walked with 12 and was transparent with three. Peter, James, and John. They got to see Gethsemane, the darkest hour, and they also got to see the Mount of Transfiguration, which was one of the highlight moments. Remember, they said, let's just stay here. This is awesome. And so I want to make sure that you got people in the right zone because not everybody belongs in the inner circle of your life. Are you ready? So let me, let me just lay down a straight stick. Who gets the access code to your life? Who knows your passwords? Not everyone knows not everyone needs to know what you're walking through. And I, so I want to kind of lay down a straight stick of what that person looks like so you can test it because you don't know how crooked your stick is until you lay down a straight one. So can I just lay down a straight stick to go, what does that person look like that should be inside of my circle? Some of you are going to feel like you're going to see today. You go, what row? I thought it was ride or die. But I might need to put some distance in our relationship. Others, you're going to see that you've, you've held away from you when you should have let them in. And I'll show you in a minute. Let me give you number one. What do they look like? Number one, they should have unshakable character. What do I mean? Again, 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Let's do just a little bit of end of inventory. What does that mean? Unshakable character. Let me help you. If your friend will lie about someone else, one day they will lie about you. I think I touched something. If they'll gossip about somebody else, they will gossip about you. If they're jealous of other people, then they will one day be jealous of you. A friend, don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. I, I love this illustration to go, if, if you were going to start today, this morning in New Iberia and you were going to go to California, it's a 24-hour trip, and you said, I'm going to take my friend with me, would you be okay with them driving and you sleeping all the way there? Can they get you to the place that you're supposed to be going? And so, number one, I work alone, sir. Anyway, anyway, unshakable. <laughs> unshakable, I'm kidding. Number one, unshakable character. Do they have unshakable character? Not perfect, no one's perfect. Unshakable character. Number two, unconditional love. Do they love you? Proverbs 17 and 17, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. Do they love you? They see the best of you, and they've seen the worst of you, and it doesn't change how they feel about you. They've seen your bad day, and they still come in. 
They've seen your best day and they want to be with you. This person, this friend is when everybody else is running out, they're going to come running in. A friend was born for the day of adversity. When you call that friend and they go, oh man, that's too bad. I'll pray for you. They don't need to be inside of your inner circle because they ain't just praying for you. They're coming to your house to sit with you, cry with you, believe in you, pray for you, stand with you, calling you the next day, that night, calling again, checking on you. How are you? Listen to me. I went through a very dark season here about, I don't know how many years ago, maybe 10 years ago, 15. No, it's got to be 15 years ago now. I called it a brownout, blackout, whatever. I went through a deep, dark depression. I've never been depressed in my life. I didn't know what it was. We attacked it all, all fronts. We attacked it. It was like, I'm going to the doctor. We're doing blood work. Pray for, stand with. There were three people that really, I could really let know what was really happening in my life. One was that woman right there who stood up. I couldn't even sleep at night. I'd sit in a chair in our bedroom because I couldn't even go to sleep because my mind was racing. I, this is how bad it was. I'm telling you, I, I said, I told Heidi, I don't think I'm saved. I think if I died, I don't, I, I'm not called to preach. I, something was going on. It was, and I said, the only way I could explain it was like there was a screen door to my mind, but there was no screen. Every thought could just come through and just land. Boom, boom, boom. You are. And Heidi would pray over me. Pastor Jacob would call me in the morning, call me every evening. How are you doing? And there was another brother in our church that went through something similar. And I shared with him and he called me three times every single day praying for me. Let me pray for you. How's today? What's your levels like? What are you doing? I was reading this, so praying for you. I needed the circle of friends. When everybody else was running out, there were three people that were running in. Those are ride or die. When everybody else is leaving, they're coming. You can't get rid of them. Are you, I'm just laying down a straight stick so you'll know what it looks like. Are you with me? So not everyone who attends your party is going to attend your pain. Now, don't, don't be upset with them. They just help you discern where they need to be in your life. You're seeing them right now, aren't you? You're thinking about them. It, it's not to say they don't need to be in your life. It's just that not everybody needs the all-stage, back-pass stage to your life. Let me give you number three. Am I doing okay? Because this is y'all's last one. I'm going to take my time. Number three, unbridled honesty. Proverbs 27 and 6 says, Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy will multiply kisses. You're so good. You're awesome. Ah, oh, but the wounds of a friend. Now, I want you to be careful. Because you may have had a friend who tried to be honest with you, but because you didn't like what they had to say, you pushed them out when you should have let them in, and you left in because they tell you everything you want to hear. You need a friend who will be honest with you. Now listen to me, husband and wife, I'm telling you what the marriage relationship should look like. Unbridled honesty. Thank you, brother. <laughs> it, not, not that you would be hateful because you, 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 because you love. So even in your delivery of truth, you would deliver it with Heidi's learned to do this through the years. She, baby, can I, can I talk to you? You know I love you, baby. You know I'm so proud of you. And I'm going, uh-oh. But what? <laughs> you can't say that. It doesn't look good on you. I could go talk to the hand, you know. No, no, no. I need that in my life. How many of you need that? Love truth. Be a lover of truth. You want, to, you want the truth. It is the truth spoken in love is the way that we grow. 
So you need this unbridled friend. I've had this happen a couple of times in, in Ampelousas. One Sunday, one of our African-American leaders, on a Sunday, I know you're going to find this hard to believe, but I told a joke on a Sunday morning. I spoke the joke, and I thought, I don't know that I should have went there, but I did. It's one of those, is this too close to the line? And I spoke the joke, and everybody laughed. <laughs> And I walked outside, I'm greeting everybody. Everybody's going, great message, Pastor Eugene. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> and then one of our leaders pulled me and said, Pastor, can I talk to you just for a second? Pulled me aside and said, Pastor, you, listen, I love you. I know your heart. We're close enough. I know your heart. But there could be some brothers and sisters in the room that could be offensive to. And I don't want them to not get to know your heart because the enemy would use that. I could have went, I'm the pastor of this church. But instead, I embraced him and said, thank you. Thank you for loving me enough that you would speak the truth to me because that's not my heart. It's not even necessary the next Sunday, I went up and said, before we begin, I need to repent to this congregation. Last week, I said a joke, reminded them, that was out of line. That's not what I should be doing. And I did it for the laugh. Would y'all please forgive me? I'm sorry. And they said, we forgive you, Pastor. You. And I went, and I went, thank you, thank you. What's the language of every great relationship? I'm sorry and thank you. Right? We need, God will send you truth. You, I've been reading my Bible. I'm looking for the truth. Sometimes the truth will show up on two legs. And they will speak it to you. And you're going, no, I'm going to go back to my Bible. You don't even need to read your Bible. Just live. They, they delivered it. They delivered the message. Thank you, wives, for being helpmates to speaking to us husbands in respect. I, I, I could invite Heidi up here because she's learned. She's the master of it. You know, men think respect and love are the same thing. So if we think you're being disrespectful, means you don't love us. So if you could learn to speak truth with respect, we'll receive it from you. You're welcome, ladies. That's free. Is that good, Heidi? Is that, is that true? Heidi can teach that next time she comes. Okay? Let me give you number four real quick. Help, and, and, uh, and Isaac's going to come back and help me. Let me give you number four. Unmovable reliability. Look what Proverbs, Solomon wrote in Proverbs 18. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to Ruined. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Reliable, dependable, trustworthy, predictable. I just described Pastor Don Norman. Dependable, trustworthy, predictable. He does the same thing every single morning. It's true. Me? You never know. <laughs> Have you ever, I can remember back in the days when I had our first married and, and we had zero to our name and life and it's like, I want to take a trip, you know, we take the kids on a trip or whatever and go, okay, yeah. There's only one problem, we can't get there, go to the beach, we can't get to the beach because our car may not make that trip. How many, of you ever, how many of you have ever had to rent a car to go 150 miles? Raise your hand right now. It's like, we better rent something. We've been there. That's what your friends are like. Do you have the friends in that inner circle that can get you to your destination? That, that's why small groups are so important. I, listen, trust takes time. We're not asking you to go into a small group and say, here's my brother to partner. 
that takes time as iron sharpens iron. You share when you're talking about the Lord, what God's doing in your life. And man, you'll, you'll start picking up and go, you too? Yeah, me too. Yeah. And you go, man, let's get together. And you start building a trust relationship. And hey, man, I want to pursue God. I do too. Let's, let's walk in this thing out together. It's why small groups are so important. That you get an opportunity to connect with new people in your life who might just be God-ordained and God-given as purpose partners to walk with you in your life. Are your current friends that you would say are in the inner circle, are they going the same direction that you're going? Are they going to the same place that you're going? I just want to help you prioritize. I just want to help you make sure you got the friends in the right circle, that only those who come alongside you Can they help you get to where God wants you to be? Remember, all friendships and relationships will either hinder you or they'll help you. They'll either be lifting you up or taking you down. And let me give you number five, unceasing encouragement. This is what that straight stick. Two are better than one because they've got a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. And I want you to remember, Adam needed a helper. In the New Testament, when Jesus left, he said, you're going to need a helper, the Holy Spirit. Here, Ecclesiastes, Solomon's writing, the friend to walk beside you, honest, reliable, dependable, born for adversity, predictable. Man, what a friend to encourage Pastor Jacob, I'm not going to drink the water bottle. He's world famous for drinking one water bottle at one setting, like one gulp. I don't, can any of y'all do that? Like, I don't think I can. Like, he'll do it and use it as an illustration. He'll say, encourage means to pour courage in, like this will courage. I'm not even going to try. One day, I'm usually pretty up, other than my 15-year-ago burnout, and I came out of it, praise God. It was the devil's best shot at me. And, and there's always something on the other side of the devil's best shot. We didn't know it, but it was the Opelousas campus. It, we were getting ready. to. We, weren't, we were like, it hit, and when we came out of that, then it was, we got to do something in Opelousas, and went, we wanna, we're supposed to go. It was the enemy trying to steal what was going to happen. And so uh, I had a discouraging day in Appaloosa, and I haven't had many, but I had one. And here's the season we were in. The attendance was down. It was trending in the wrong direction. Offerings were trending down in the wrong direction. And then I got a letter, an anonymous letter in the mail. Not handwritten, typed. Listen, if you're going to write a letter to Pastor Don, at least sign your name to it so y'all can visit about it afterwards. There may be something in there that he needs to hear. And I read it. And it was like, it was about three pages and it started off something like this. Dear Pastor Eugene, I have been attending the campus for three months. I have noticed this about you. You are full of pride. Okay. What do you want to do? No, what you, what you do is you go straight to the third page to see if they signed it. And they didn't. I forgive you. And then it just went on. You, you, you don't divide the word of truth accurately. You're about yourself. You're not about the community. You, your leadership, he just went on, just kept going, just kept writing. And now this is three pages, it's not one page. And he's, he's listing examples. One Sunday you said this, and, and this was true. What he said is what I said, but he missed the heart of what I said. I did say this. But I was trying to prove a point, you know, so I had my excuses, right? Because you do, you can go, you can get, you get defensive. And so remember, I was already discouraged. And then I got the letter. 
and my phone rings. And it's Pastor Jacob. And he goes, man of God, what's going on? I go, oh, not, not much. How many of you, I so appreciate relationships in your life that they can tell something's wrong with you even before you say anything. What's going on? Oh, nothing much. What's wrong? You don't mess, Pastor Jacob, he, he, he loves some of me. He does. If he thinks I'm down, he, he, he's like, get back. Do, 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 do. He's all these things. And, and I just said, Pastor Jacob, I'm just discouraged. Why are you discouraged? I said, well, the attendance has been down. Man of God, let me tell you something. That city right there, let me tell you, they ain't never seen nothing like this before in their life. So what? You've had a tough season. Big deal. It's going to change. I'm going to tell you right now. In the name of I go, that's not all. That's not all. Our, the offerings are down. Let me tell you something, man of God. God's blessed us. We got more. And we got, let me tell you something right now. This ain't going to change. Let me tell you something right now. In the name of Jesus, let me, don't you worry about any of that. Okay, that's not all. What else? Well, I got this letter. Read it to me. I really don't want to read it to you. No, read it to me. Read it to me right now. Dear Pastor Eugene, you are full of pride. Stop! That is a lie from the pit of hell. <laughs> Let me tell you something right now, man of God. <laughs> I'm not dividing the word. That's all. That is not. That's bonk, pull, blah, blah, shee, boo. That is not true. Not true. Let me tell you something. You are God's man. You are a man of God, filled with the Holy Spirit. You're not a perfect man, but you're a man who says thank you with gratitude and says you repent when you when sin. Let me tell you something. God's using you. You're the mayor, the chief of police, the bishop, the pope of St. Landry Parish. It's <laughs> like, is that good? I don't even know. How many of you know everybody needs a friend That'll just walk up and just beat the devil for you. Like you don't even have to. You're like, okay. One call. I got out of that truck one time. I'm the man of God for the hour. It's gone the other way too. It's gone the other way where I've called him. Hey, Pastor Jacob, Pastor you, what's wrong? It's Wesley's one-year memorial for his passing. And we're trying to plan this memorial serve. And then you hear the breakdown and you go, I can't, I don't even have the, and I'm like, done. I'll take that from you. I'll plan it all. Y'all just be there. We got it. A friend was born for the day of adversity. There's two sides to this message. Ready? You go, where do I find a friend like that? Listen, there's two sides. One is the straight stick. You go, hopefully you've identified, go, I got one or two of the right people in the right place and I might have to just a little bit of distance there from this one. I can't give them the all access code. And you go, where do I find that friend? You ready? You don't. You become that friend. And when you become that friend, God will divinely connect you. It's not about finding them. It's about becoming the man or woman of unshakable character. It's about becoming the man or woman who speaks honestly in love so that we can grow thereby because you really care about that person. I love what Pastor Jacob said, and he defined it one day for me. And I was like, I gotta write this down because he comes up with these one-liners all the time. And he said, covenant, when you find a friend that you're supposed to walk with, he's talking, he used the word covenant for this kind of friend. And he said, it's, 
your well-being is tied to their well-being. You got a friend like that? If they're doing good, you're doing good. And if they're doing bad, then you're doing bad. Marriage. If mama happy, I'm happy. I'm happy. Thank you, Heidi, for being that kind of friend to me for 35 years. Thank you, Pastor Jacob, for showing me. And I hope I've been equal back. I, I, I always joking say this to him. I can't outdo you. you know, I'll try to one-up you, but you, you keep one-upping me back. Well, isn't that how relationships should work? Relationships of honor. Look at me. You have a friend who sticks closer to you than a brother. He will be at your every discouraging moment and he will be spiking the ball when you have your first grandchild. All of heaven rejoice the day you got born again and every time you even listen to a message like this and apply it, he celebrates it. And his name is Jesus. And he'll never leave you and he'll never forsake you. You need him and some other relationships, purpose partners, to accomplish what God has put in your life. Now, let me give you some application because Pastor Don would be upset if I did this, didn't give application. Number one, let me just real quick. You need to take an inventory. You need to identify of those that you now call friends. Number two, you need to prioritize. You need to see who needs, let everybody gets the all access pass. Some may, may need to be go to the next, second level and you need to bring some back into the first level because you might have pushed them away because you didn't like the truth that was coming to you on two legs. Are you with me? And number three, you better invest in those relationships. They have to be maintained. You got to think about them. You got to make plans with them. Heidi and I moved to St. Landry Parish. Pastor Jacob, and Michelle, we, we, we don't get to see each other as much as we used to. And one day Heidi said, we don't get to see Pastor Jacob and Michelle. I mean, I mean, God, I mean, they haven't called us. I mean, for dinner or nothing. And I said, stop. We'll never put that on them. We'll always take the ball. We'll always initiate. We're not going to wait for them to initiate because they're very busy. they got a lot on their plate. They're not worried about us. They're, they're not hearing from them because they're not worried about us. We will always initiate. Hey, let's get together for dinner. Let's just catch up, talk about old times and uh, chasing our wives. Do y'all receive what I'm laying down? Yeah. Maybe today. Maybe today. Can I just pray for you? Father, we thank you for your word today. Father, you are. You're just kind of realigning some things for us today. You're helping us to, to know who needs to be in. And so, Father, I'm praying not that we'll find that friend, that we'll become that friend, that that's who we want to be. You said in John 17 that the world will know the message is true when they see the love that we have for one another. What a testimony. What a message to the world that we really love one another. So, Father, we hear your word today. We receive it. I pray by your Holy Spirit, you're even already helping to identify, to prioritize even thinking about the investments that need to be made in these kind of relationships. Now, Christians, would you pray? Because maybe you're here today, and I want to tell you there is a friend. you got to begin with him. The friend that sticks closer than a brother, never leave you, never forsake you. He's been at every discouraging moment in your life, and he's been at every highlight moment in your life. And if you'll turn your life over to him, I promise you, I promise you, Everything will change. His name is Jesus. Jesus told Nicodemus, 
You can't see this kingdom or enter into this kingdom until you've been born again. You must be born again. I, I know many of us in the room, we've been christened, we've been members of churches. Those are all good things, but that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about the day you surrender your life to Jesus and start a relationship with him. And you go, how do I do that? It's easy as A, B, C. You gotta begin at the beginning. You gotta admit that you're a sinner for we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. None of us in this room are perfect. And because we're not perfect, we've broken the perfect law of God, which means we deserve the penalty from God. And what's the penalty, Pastor Eugene? Eternal separation from God. The day we leave this earth, we're going to either be in heaven or we're going to be in hell. And they're both real places and people really go there. But B, believe that Jesus came to live a sinless life and to die on a cross to pay for the sins of the world, yours and mine. He became sin. I call it the great exchange. He took our sin and gave us his righteousness. That makes us right. So I'm sorry, Lord, would you forgive me? And he says he'll take your sin and throw it in the sea of forgetfulness and remember it no more. See, confess him as the Lord. Make him the boss of your life. And if you're here today and you're ready to be born again, I want to pray with you right now. No one's looking at me. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Maybe you're here today and you go, I want to know this Jesus. I want this friend that sticks closer than a brother. I've never had a relationship with the Lord, but today I want to ask him to be the Lord of my life. I want to pray with you right now. Would you slip your hand up high? All over the room, hold it up high and say, today's my day. Thank you. Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you. Thank you. In the balcony, hold it up high. Today's my day. Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you, sir. I see your hand. Congregation, can we add our voice to theirs? Pray this with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I believe that on the cross, you took my sin, my shame, and my guilt and you died for me. I believe you faced hell for me so I wouldn't have to go and that you rose from the dead to give me a place in heaven, purpose on earth, and a relationship with the Father. So today, Lord Jesus, I repent. Come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. Give me the grace I need to follow you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give God all the praise?